There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Uh, this is the Nebraska Preps postgame show. I'm Damon Benning. This is Jacob Padilla, one of the best in the business. And week nine, does it seem week eight, week nine? What are we calling this? <laughs> it's a good question. I the final week of the season, regular season, we can call it that, right? For class A, for right. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of flown by at times. Other times, it's uh, just been kind of a weird year with the uh, teams in and out uh, every week. You never know who's going to be playing. Uh, some teams played a full schedule, some haven't. Um, and that's all part of the process of uh, kind of figuring out how teams are going to be seated here heading into the Class A playoffs. Yeah, we'll get to those rankings, maybe kind of how you're looking at it, how I'm looking at it. Uh, we'll we'll do A. B appears to be – it's going to be a mess here, right? It's uh, pretty much what it's been all season long, just everybody being everybody. Yeah, and, and we had another one of those tonight as, as, as Aurora gets beat tonight. Right, 36 <laughs> that big win. Yeah, right? 36-29, and don't look, right, but that's three losses for Aurora, which for a team that just hammered Hastings a week ago doesn't seem right, but quality loss tonight. Yeah, at Grand Island Northwest, another top 10 yeah, team. Is another top 10 team in GI Northwest, and they lost early in the season to Bennington. I mean, those are two – yeah. <laughs> you know, Bennington is 7-1. and one. Yeah. Um, and, and probably – Ranked number one in Class B, I think you have them one. I, I, I probably would put them one. I, yeah, I, I was really impressed with what I saw of them last week against Elkhorn. I think you can't really go wrong um, picking teams at the top there um, with Bennington. I mean, Scott has a claim there just with kind of the things that have gone on with them not being at full strength. Norris getting still on only has now. the one loss, and then Norris has the other one. So I think those are probably the top three. And any way you want to order them. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Norris gets the win tonight. Uh, they hammer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pius to 10, 38-7. Uh, Norris is for real. Yeah. Got a big one next week. Yeah. Going to Waverly. It's another <laughs> one of those teams that has pulled off a couple big upsets, had a good year themselves. And I think Waverly got the win tonight. Was that against York? Did I did I see that right? Who did Waverly C- have? Crete, 35-6. Yep, 35-6 yeah, to six at Crete. And uh, it was Seward that had York with the 28-3 final. We'll run through... Uh, those those scores early. Bellevue West. Uh, we'll start in alphabetical order, maybe. Bell East. That one's easy. Twenty four fourteen over Papio, uh, La Vista, and a, and a little bit of a surprise there. Yeah. That, that was a good win for them. I mean, yeah, it's Papillion a good, La Vista. I think was shorthanded, uh, missing some guys. Uh, but t- for a team like Bellevue East to go in and get that win, yeah, good win. Uh, closing out the regular season. Everybody makes the playoffs next year, so you get kind of a little bit of confidence under your belt heading into next week. You never know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, Bellevue West with a good win last night over a very game Columbus bunch, uh, 56-28 final. I think Columbus better than some folks thought. Bellevue West not getting a, a full game from Kier Kier and Ryan Rogers, uh, definitely two defensive stalwarts. Yeah. That, that may be a little cause for concern for Bellevue West. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's... 
those are two of the biggest playmakers on that defense. And it's a team that you need those guys, to, especially Rodgers up front. You, you've got, maybe you can help uh, cover up with that back end there with uh, Lillicamp and uh, McDonald Jack and McDonald, some of those yeah. other guys Really back good there. safety play to yeah. help that second level guys. But, but man, uh, Rodgers uh, off that edge there, um, big time playmaker for them on defense. So hopefully um, they're able to use this time off that we assume they're going to get next week and kind of get healthy. That's, that's all we want here is to see everybody as healthy as possible heading into uh, these playoffs. Yeah, time off is right, right? Top eight seeds get will get the bye. Bovey West will be one or two, uh, I think, in most people's. Because yeah. uh, we're going to go with a composite, right? Yeah. You have kind of a seedings panel. I believe it'll be some sort of a composite. Like I said, before the end of the night, we'll get to kind of how we've broken this down. A lot of similarities, a yeah. few differences. Uh, Elkhorn South, 28-21 in a... Fantastic game last night. Yeah, I watched that one on TV. wasn't able to make it out there, but I w- first off, props to Carney. Or, uh, no, for no they, question, and especially uh, quarterback uh, Preston Pearson. He, uh, man, Bo Weisler was in that backfield all game long, and he stood in there and made some big throws with heavy pressure in his face to kind of keep that game moving, keep the keep the ball moving for the Bearcats. Yeah, well coached. Uh, yeah. The only team to lead versus Bellevue West. <laughs> yeah. It was quick. It was fleeting. It was seven nothing, uh, but uh, still happened. <laughs> it, it happened. And uh, Weisler, one of the one of the better kept secrets, I think, across the state. He's a fantastic player. He flies under the radar. Full disclosure: I'm a little biased there. I coached uh, him in basketball for a yeah, couple years during the summer. Great, great family, player. great kid. I didn't get to see him play against Miller South because he was out that year. Yeah. So to kind of see them a little bit, and then Makai Nelson Douglas as well, who also missed that game week two. To see both those guys out there, they both made a huge difference in that game. They are a completely different team with those guys out there. Yeah, and that's that's really the the reason, and we'll get to this. I keep teasing it. That's really the reason I put Elkhorn South three. Yeah. I, I have them three in my rankings. I know um, Lincoln Southeast will will probably be ahead of them in wild card yeah. points, uh, but I looked at the common opponents. They played four. Greater margin of victory yeah. for Elkhorn South than uh, – Lincoln Southeast, which was kind of the difference for me, and they're healthy now with Weisler and Makai Nelson-Douglas, who they didn't have playing Millard South earlier in the season. And that'll be really interesting once we see kind of how these teams get seeded 1 through 24 is kind of what did they value the most um, in terms of overall taking care of business, your record, the strength of the wins, like how the kind of the style points there. It's just tough with with such different uh, schedules for all these teams shortened in, in some cases for others and some uh, that that Lincoln uh, losing that Lincoln Southeast Gretna, Gretna game, game that was huge that would have been a huge seeding game I think that really would have been able to kind of like if Southeast gets that win I think you're feeling pretty good about them three four there if Gretna somehow gets the upset there they then probably stay ahead of prep real. yeah and probably hold on to that six seed yeah uh, I put prep in the six seed and I put Gretna in the seven I don't know if that if not playing that game helped Gretna, you know, without maybe yeah. a potential loss there, but a win certainly would have bolstered, really would have held firm to that six spot. Yeah, so that, and I was really looking forward to uh, seeing Lincoln Southeast play because I haven't got a chance to do that yet. I was playing, I was down in Lincoln all day. Uh, I was playing to go to that <laughs> game and then got word. Uh, so I ended up coming home and just watching that Carney Elkhorn South game on TV. But um, even still, we, we I think, can probably figure out that that top eight especially is, is pretty locked in now, and it's just one uh, one or two what, here what, and there. What you do with six, seven, yeah. and probably maybe three and five. Yeah, I, I think. think Millard South is safe at four. 
It yeah. will be, what do you do with Elkhorn South and Lincoln Southeast? And, and that, I think, especially the North-South versus Elkhorn South there. And how, how, do, you, how do you look at how, that? Yeah, how you weigh the head-to-head versus what they look like now. Yeah, will it be the Kenyon Martin effect? Yeah. Where, you know, he gets the injury going into the NCAA tournament. Cincinnati's still looking at a really, really good seed, <laughs> even though they're vastly yeah. different without Kenyon Martin. I think that Elkhorn South team was, was different without yeah. Weasler and Makai Nelson-Douglas. Uh, North South did go out and hang 64 points on North Star tonight. So yeah. they, they were like, hey, don't forget about us. We're yeah. right there too. Yeah, so. and, and you know exactly what you're getting with them. That's a, that's a really good football team, and they're pretty complete. Uh, Grand Island, uh, 34-13 over Norfolk. Pretty impressive win here. 40-7, to seven, Millard North that, hammers yeah. Fremont. I, Millard North, I've said this all year better defensively than their record would indicate as their offense with Quaintance and those guys. They're still trying to figure out how how are they going to generate enough big plays. Defensively, pretty savvy bunch. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of, I think, two big games in Class A that could really kind of shape um, the middle of those rankings. And getting a uh, 40-7 win in that game, Fremont having a good season. They're like, hey, don't forget us in that top 10-12 range. And now Millard North, who... Obviously got off to a slow start, played a tough schedule early on, uh, have played better lately, and now that's a really impressive last kind of Im- impression that they gave to the committee there with that 40-7. to Yeah, I, they're somewhere in that 11-12. Yeah, I think. Uh, slot, Millard North, uh, right there with Carney Norris, mm-hmm. we mentioned 38-7. Millard South, you referenced, with the 64-0 went over North Star. Um, and Westside. <laughs> pretty, impress- we were that, pretty, yeah. pretty impressive tonight. Yeah, and... Uh, Aquinas coming in from uh, Overland Park area out of Kansas, having a pretty good year down there. They, I think they're in the second highest uh, class there. down in uh, yeah, Kansas. There, um, so and forty nine to six, like that to hang forty nine points on them. Especially, um, it kind of shows off Westside's big playability in this game in particular because Aquinas early on they were kind of holding them in check. Westside didn't really sustain offense very much, yeah. particularly early on. They just burst off a couple of huge plays. I think uh, Peyton had two two huge runs. I think a 59-yarder and a 60-yarder um, on the quarterback keeper there for touchdowns. And then later in the game, uh, Dominic Rizak burst, uh, busted off a 58-yard yeah, run. Yeah, they actually, which was interesting, right? They get back in the eye, 20 personnel, <laughs> no tight end, fullback running back, a little more conventional underneath center, and they get the quick hitter for <laughs> 60 yards, and it's, it's Katie bar the door. Yeah, that's... It, that, you cannot make a mistake against Westside, and they are going to make you pay if you do, especially with some of those those playmakers they got out there. And um, the interesting thing I thought, like you and I were talking about, it, and uh, Aquinas was pretty strong up front in the I really, trenches. I agree. Um, I, I really liked them on their offensive and defensive lines. That offensive line was a handful. And they put together some long, extended drives, uh, got into Westside territory, and then Westside defense, props to them with, Cade Hopperman kind of leading the way there. Some of their linebackers coming down into the box. They're three, four times on third or fourth and short. They bowed up and got stops yeah. and got those turnover, got the turnover on downs there to get the ball back for the offense. And yeah, Guyette really coming into his own as a linebacker. Hurtado and, yeah. and Hopperman really good uh, in the trenches. And then you're backing it up. You saw a tandem, kind of like the Stanger-Urban tandem at Millard South with Cole Payton and Kobe Bretts as your two high safeties. That's uh, 
That's a that's that's a, that's a pretty good tandem right there. Watching both those guys patrol the secondary. That's a little, nice little wrinkle for for Westside is Cole Payton playing on special teams. He's on the punt team. <laughs> yeah, it's not often you're going to find a quarterback, uh, especially uh, in a Class A team at this level that that um, plays both ways, especially and then gets in the mix as often as he does uh, from that safety spot, coming up in the box, making some plays, some tackles. Yeah, the, the same guy we saw rip off the seventy yarder yeah. earlier down the sidelines, where he turned a foot race into a but. A hand me the stick. Then he also, drill. I think, had a 37-yard bomb uh, right down the middle of the field um, to put them in uh, scoring range uh, uh, at a different point too. So doing it all different kinds of ways. Yeah, there. I, I I think I would I would put them one right. I think I, so I, I've I've seen I've seen both teams quite a bit. I would probably give Westside the slight nod. I'd take Westside one. Bill West would probably be my two seed. 100. percent I'm right along with you. And, just kind of the way things we've seen how impressive Westside has been kind of start to finish Bellevue West. It seems like, again, they've only played what five games. Mm -hmm. They're still kind of figuring some things out. You said they had some guys in and out of the lineup talent wise, like Bellevue West, they could easily be the best team in the state yeah. on any given no, night. No, no question. They could go head to head with Westside talent wise. It's just at this point, I think Westside is just a little bit more proven just in terms of being able to put together a full season, which isn't Bellevue West fault. But that's what happens. For me, I'll I'll go as simple as the quarterback spot. That's huge. I, I think I think I know more about Cole Payton than I do Johansson. And that's taking nothing away oh, from no. Johansson. It's he's had five starts. <laughs> it's not his I mean, yeah. that's just the nature of the beast of kind of how this season went and and uh talking about class B, I mean you've got the scores right there. That is uh gonna be tough to sift through. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, uh, there weren't a ton of big games in Class B this week in terms of matching up um, the top teams. Um, we, we mentioned the the ones that did make a difference, but everywhere else, um, those teams kind of took uh, took care of business. So heading into this next week, we've got um, that that Scut versus Elkhorn. Yeah, that's the big one. And Norris versus Norris at Waverly. Those are kind of two huge games going into the playoffs here to determine seeding and kind of who comes out where. Um, Could be a really big swing for Elkhorn. Yeah, and and you look at them. We, we know how talented they are. Yeah, but they're a little bit short on some of those quality wins compared to some of those other teams. Like they've lost a couple of those big matchups already. So if they can go out there and get that back against Scut. You put yourselves right right back into that mix with anybody else for those top spots. Yeah, I really think seeding there perhaps more than any other is going to matter. <laughs> How many good teams can you avoid on your way through the trip? I mean, there's, <laughs> there's nine quality teams yeah. there. And that's what we've seen all year long is they've all played each other. It's all – all these teams are kind of on each other's schedule. So you play each other – any uh, enough of those good games it's going to be tough there there is no dominant team so those are all 50-50 games and 50-50 games can go either way yeah you could you could realistically see aurora as an as a 7 or an 8 yeah and, it, and they just beat the number just one they just hastings, beat, yeah. yeah they just beat hastings so it's it it uh it, it, there should be a lot a lot happening if Go ahead. And you, yeah, you I was going to say, if we want to touch real quick on a couple of the lower, there are some big games down in C1 and C2. Two in particular. Uh, yeah. Um, we're looking at, in Class C, when it was St. Paul at uh, Hastings Adams Central. That's three versus five in the World Herald's rankings. And St. Paul pulls out the 26-20 double overtime win. Double overtime. 
Double overtime for 26 points. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that's a little bit of a grudger. Yeah, but uh, that, I mean, shows right there that those are two of the best teams in that class, and that's kind of the matchup you kind of expect out of there. And, and then in C2, this went the other day this, with this the upset. This is the shocker. Number three, uh, Fremont Bergen, 28-24 over number one, Oakland Craig. Both teams were 7-0 heading into that game, and now you've got Bergen kind of Firmly in control, taking that number one spot uh, at with an eight and zero record. Yeah, it, putting an end to a twenty. Was it 20, twenty? A twenty game win. Streak, twenty great for twenty Oakland game Craig. win streak for for Oakland Craig. That is, uh, and that's an impressive bunch. I, it seems like I'm always doing them in the state finals <laughs> with this last run. Uh, Oakland Craig, accustomed to being down in in Lincoln in crunch time, but that is an impressive win. Uh, for a Bergen program that it appears to be back on the rise, a very proud tra- tradition uh, with Fremont Bergen, home yeah. of Zach Wiegert and Larry Martin, a host of uh, not only coaches and talented players that have come out of that program. Yeah, and Fremont Bergen, Cohen McIntyre is having a heck. Of, that kid deal. is a heck of an athlete. Uh, junior, um, just kind of doing a little bit of everything for them. Whatever and, they ask him, jack of all trades. Yeah. That's, <laughs> He's uh, he's he's polished. Find a way to get touches. Just find a way to get yeah, touches. Get him the ball. Get him near the ball. Just any time he has a chance to make plays, he's going to deliver for you. Let's take a look at the 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 back end of those seedings, right? Let's go to A. I think we're in a little bit of agreement here. We're we're going with with Northeast and Lincoln High at uh, that'd be twenty four and twenty three yep, respectively. respectively. Yep. I went Norfolk twenty two. Yep. And Papio South twenty one, and then probably Bell East as as your back half. Yeah, how that, did you do that? See, that's I, I think that th- that bottom four is pretty clear at this point, and then you've got a, a mix of we're looking at Lincoln Southwest, Bellevue East, Papio, Pius the tenth, Grand Island, and North Star. I think all in su- that, that's kind that, of that that's, mix. You're right. That's that next tier. So, and a lot of those the problem is the teams that we thought were probably the best ones there has some bad losses, some of those other ones. Like I think Papillion La Vista, talent-wise, I thought they'd probably have a little bit better year yeah, than they did. But, but, but then better they, than their record. And then they go out and lose to Bellevue East. So that's that's kind of the, like, can you rank Papio ahead of Bellevue East coming yeah, off of that? I think, like, I, I think a healthy Papio yeah, that's fully that's loaded problem. probably. Yeah. But Do we I'm, know what they're going to look like? Yeah, uh, uh, that's, next a, that's a good point. So the next, the next crop probably starts with either Millard West or Grand Island. Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah, man, that, I think that's the part, that part, and then the kind of the 9 through 14 kind of in that mix, that's the other one that, that's really up in the air, and you're looking at uh, North Platte, uh, and that's, that was a big uh, big game today with North Platte um, pulling off that win against Millard West, and obviously Millard West, the, the injury issues at the quarterback, they went really young there. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. That well, you the talk way about a team you probably don't want to see. Yeah. It's, their season hasn't gone quite what they won. It's not necessarily their fault, but that, that's a good win for North Platte to kind of reaffirm, like, hey, uh, our record is what it is. We've yeah, they're currently sitting at 5-2. and two. Yeah, so the, you could put yourself right in there, that 9-10, um, kind of in that range is off strength of record. Like, hey, they went out and won these games. Um, and then talk about Kearney right in there, Millard North right in there um, after, after kind of the slow start to, to get going here. Um, so let's let's break down this eight that we think are going to get the buys, right? Yep. At number eight, you have Lincoln East. Yes, that, that's pretty safe. Yeah. Seven. Did you go with Prep or Gretna? So I had 
I had prep at seven going into this week, um, just based off kind of the respect to Gretna's record and everything, and then not getting the chance to see that game last night. I think because um, I kind of laid these out before coming into the, the, these week's games, and I want to be able to shuffle them around after seeing the results and not getting to see them play that game. I think I wouldn't have a problem with knocking them down below prep. Um, obviously, prep kind of got off to the slow start, but they're on a roll now. Um, yeah. Start out 0-2 and coming back, what, five, five in a row Five now? in a row. Yeah. Uh, so I went uh, Gretna 7, prep 6. Yeah. And I'm fine with that, kind of, like I said. Um, Gretna didn't really get a chance to get that last data point on there in their favor. So um, they're having a great season, really talented. Yeah. They obviously earned their bye. That, oh, now, they, sure. now they've had their issues off the field that have affected yes. them on. So we'll see what available bodies they have next week, which yeah. they definitely a, need that week off for sure. Could be a cause for concern. So the bye will do them th- that that's a perhaps no team needs to buy as much as as maybe Gretna. I, I like I said, I prep at six Then here. I, we're probably in a little bit of a disagreement. I may be able to talk you into it. I put Southeast at five. And, I know they'll make, yeah. and they could be as high as three. Yeah, which I wouldn't have too much of a problem with. I basically, like I said earlier, I looked at the common opponents that both Lincoln Southeast and Elkhorn South have. They have four common opponents. Greater margin of victory belongs to Elkhorn South, and now for the last two weeks, Elkhorn South has Bo Weisler and Makai Nelson Douglas. I for me that was the difference, and I have no problems with that. Like I. Y- y- you want to try to find that balance between rewarding the record and Lincoln South. Nobody beat them. Um, respect to them, seven and zero. I would have really would have liked to have that eighth data point there. Um, beating Gretna, that would have been a good win in their favor, and maybe that's enough to kind of firmly, hey, we're eight and zero. We've beaten everybody. We've we've got some good wins on this record. Um, maybe that's enough to kind of entrench them in that spot. Losing out the, on that game, um, Elkhorn South got to play. North South got to play this week. So if you want to put those two teams ahead, like you said, you, you kind of look a little bit closer at what they've done. And North South and Elkhorn South, they, they both only have one loss as well. Um, so I think as clearly the, the three teams we're looking at here, um, it'll be interesting to see kind of the philosophy of this committee and which way they decide to go versus kind of strength of win versus record overall. Yeah, because you, you could make the case that Bellevue West has the best win. At, but they no, only have Millard one. Yeah. They beat Millard South, yep. and they beat them relatively soundly. Yeah. Right? Now, Elkhorn South may have the best collection of wins, but I'm still not sure yeah. on that one either. Plus, that, that loss was early, and like we've talked about already, shorthanded. So you can kind of look at them a little bit differently than that point early in the season. They're playing really well right now. So I... If we uh, if they unleash uh, or uh, reveal uh, th- these uh, these seedings and uh, Elkhorn South is in there at number three, I'll have no objections yeah. whatsoever. The three three four five. Now, why it does matter is because if you're the two, you're going to get two of those three teams yeah. potentially. So that there's there's some reward to being one or two, right? Yep, uh, and. <laughs> Up, up and down the line, there, there's some big spots here that are going to really, the seedings are really going to matter, um, especially once you get into that second, third round of the playoffs. And then safely, some in some order of, of two, one and two is, is West Side and Bubby West. Yep. How Make do you kind of parse through the athleticism that you're seeing from those two teams now? Because I don't know where we would slot Aquinas. 
I like their offensive line, their offensive lines and defensive lines. I thought they were very Elkhorn Southish. Yeah. Um, as in terms of having four or five good linemen. Yeah, yeah, very strong up the middle. Maybe not quite the the talent on the edges or the the quarterback from a throwing perspective. Yeah, who was a backup, right? Yeah. I mean, he, even though he was six three one ninety, arguably the biggest guy on their offense <laughs> outside of that massive offensive line that Aquinas brought. Um, but they had lost their quarterback a week ago. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what kind of impact it had, but I do know the running back. It's a Tank. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I not now his last name is escaping me, but Tank Young, yeah, getting a lot of national attention. They they kept him in check. Yeah. They bottled him up pretty good. Yeah, he had a lot of carries tonight, and there weren't. He he had to fight for his yards. He uh, he grinded out some grinded out some some tough uh, some tough uh, gains. He uh, there they got into a rhythm a couple times, put together some long runs. His touchdown that he had tonight, he had to run through two, and three was, tackles. Yeah, it was an explosive run. And for, for a six, seven-yard run, he showed some power yeah. and a little burst, too, because wasn't the biggest decreases. Yeah, but for, for all uh, for all that volume to only walk out of there with six points, I think that's a testament to what the, the, the West Side defense was able to do against that running game. Yeah, very different look for them, too, right? It was the yeah. Miller North days of old, the single wing. They, they ran a little flex bone off of that with a lot of veer counter dive action. Yeah, a lot of bodies in there. You're trying to have to sort through traffic. There are a couple times that you saw kind of run into a pile and then suddenly shoot through and pick up some good yardage. It's tough to kind of find where the ball is, and that's that kind of much of a scrum. Yeah, and again, the concerns for Westside in terms of converting third on third down. Could have been the product of playing a good team. Not very good tonight in short yardage and and on third down in general. Just You talked about the inability to sustain drives, but yet they could offset that with a variety of chunk plays. Yeah, and that's that's what they did. What uh, did it for them tonight was those big plays, and obviously we know uh, Bellevue West is very capable of kind of doing the same thing, ripping off those, those huge gains. So it, it, it's nice kind of having that to fall back on where, um, yeah, you may struggle – uh, one, two plays, but you can get it all back with that third play. Um, one little mistake by the other team, and you're taking advantage of it. And they've got the athletes. They can do it um, on the ground with, with the, the running back, with the quarterback. can yeah. go through the air. They've got those athletes. Uh, Avante Dickerson didn't have a big game through the air today. Um, had nice. a nice uh, kind of fumble score. recovery and score. It's uh, back-to-back weeks. <laughs> He's uh, been around the ball. Yeah, and he had uh, one, one nice kick return. He had a... Uh, a really nice defensive play out on the edge where um guy tried to hit him with a move and get to the perimeter and he shut him down. So um again, he's, he's a very good player and showed it again tonight in a, a few different ways. Yeah, I thought tonight was the first time in a couple weeks I, I, I liked the way that Brett's flashed. Uh we've seen him showcase his talents offensively, yeah. right? As a as a wide receiver, but another big touchdown tonight, nice play on the throw from uh Kobe Brown. Yeah, it, but he has the ability to take games over defensively. You just don't see that all the time from him, you know, but when yeah. he's dialed in and playing downhill, he's uh he's a difference maker defensively. Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting thing where you have the uh the the guys that play both ways versus the guys that kind of split. It, it's the philosophical difference of always wanting your best players on the field and then also keeping them fresh. Well, we, and, we saw it last night yeah. with prep, right? I, AJ Rollins, I don't know if I saw him take a defensive snap. And you saw what happened with his offensive game. Four receptions, had a big touchdown there to get him on the he, board. He looked, they, it looked like a different player, right? Getting yeah. target. That's interesting, right? Because 
if they've made the commitment for him to just play one way, he that's a that's a different player because what we've seen with with Bellevue West and West Side is the more guys you have that can platoon, yeah. Typically, the yeah. the better off you're going to be. But that is kind of the interesting thing of West Side versus Bellevue West. Bellevue West, basically everybody plays one way yeah. at this point. They don't do a lot of the, the playing both ways like they used to. Yep. Uh, back with the guy with Malik Luchwecki and guys like that that used to play both ways. Um, now they're keeping their playmakers on one side of the ball, keeping them fresh, giving them a chance to kind of go out and make the play that way. Whereas West Side, all their kind of their skill guys are uh, yeah, play both ways. You got Rezac. Uh, uh, obviously Dickerson and Brett's and then even Payton Payton. in the defensive backfield as well. So you've kind of um, got one team that is trying to keep those guys fresh and the other like, hey, these are our best players. We know we believe that they can handle uh, the kind of the load here of playing both ways. And we always want those guys on the field. Yeah, we've seen some really good running backs, right, with with LJ Richardson and and Dom Rezac. And um, there's a host of good running backs in Class A, I was just in my head, though, sizing up these running backs in Class B because you're going to see a lot of ground and pound. And you've got Manessis at, at Plattsmith and Sam Scott and Aiden Young and LeClaire at, at Bennington. I'm starting to look at this this collection of running backs. It's an impressive group that we're going to see, in particular, from top to bottom in, in Class B. lot. Is the return of the running back becoming a thing? Well, and then you toss in Waverly there. He's got some good backs as well. Yeah, they have, they have, they have, the they have a pair. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> there's a lot of um, offensive talent there. And that's kind of interesting thing is the the difference in some of these top teams. And you look at Bennington last, and I think Bennington and Norris are somewhat similar in terms of the from the quarterback position. Um, both Hausman and uh, Bird have shown the ability to be a Big-time playmakers, the way they keep plays alive with their feet, the way they're able to kind of sling it around the yard, uh, hit their playmakers, and then take off and run themselves. And that that is a huge um, weapon to have when your quarterback can make any kind of play regardless or in any situation. Speaking of huge, how would you like to be able to go from a bone to a bird? <laughs> That's pretty nice. It's, uh, I'm sure Michael Huffman's kind of uh, familiar with that, that scenario. <laughs> right, West, he just, just shuffles the guys in. in but, but, I, but that is pretty impressive for Bennington to not really skip a beat. You, you lose a guy like Nick Bonin. Saw him multiple times up close mo- recently yeah. in, in the Shrine Bowl, and he, and he could really spin it. And he, he changed the way that that offense – yeah. Could really move, and in comes a guy like Kale Bird uh, under the tutelage of of, of Zach Bird yeah. and 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 Tom, who's kind of the he's kind of the overseer. Yeah. Zach actually the the offensive coordinator, but they're keeping it all in that Bird family in terms of offensive prowess. Yeah, and then that last week, the first time I got a chance to see Bennington, I I was aware of Tyler Leclaire. I knew about him. I've known about him for a few years yeah, now. He's a, he's horse. a big time. That's the first time I've seen Bird play. And I kind of was looking at the, the numbers just to see um, going into these games, some of the top kind of producers in Class B um, heading into last week. And I was like, oh, these numbers are really interesting. Go out there. And he played even better than kind of the numbers um, would lead you uh, to believe, I thought. So uh, that, that could end up being what really kind of pushes Bennington over the top if they get that kind of quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, that's Jacob Padilla. I am Damon Benning. This is Nebraska Preps post game. We're back next Friday, a little smaller slate. But we are going to ramp up for the playoffs. The seedings will be in. They will be revealed tomorrow morning. Should be fantastic stuff. We'll be back next, next week to get you caught up. 
Make sure you're with us. Stay tuned. A Huda Media Production.